Oh, welcome everybody to the Sports Predictor Podcast. I'm your host, Al Walsh. We're brought to you by SportsPredictor.com, where professional bettors share their best plays. Get the winning edge by subscribing to the Sports Picks packages from long-term winning bettors. Once again, SportsPredictor.com. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at PredictorHQ. Once again, on Twitter at PredictorHQ. Joining us on tonight's episode, we've got Chris Dawson, who is back. You can follow him on Twitter at CashGritty. Uh, Chris doing lots of great work uh, for SportsPredictor.com in, in the NBA. Uh, you know, all the other different avenues out there. I know MLB's over. But, of course, it is NFL season that we're talking about. That's what Chris is going to be breaking down with us tonight. So, Chris, number one, how are you? And uh, number two, midway point, the NFL season. How, how's things at this point? Great, Al. Thanks for having me. Um, it's uh, you know it's been a it's been a up and down season, I guess to say the least. Um, mostly up and then <laughs> ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw over the last two weeks. Um, actually, two and thirteen over the last two weeks after going fifty-seven uh, percent against the spread through the first six weeks. Um, thankfully, we've had the money line underdogs have kind of picked up the slack. Um, hitting 42% on those for a uh, return on investment of 12.63%. Um, so I guess to break that all down into a nutshell, it's actually been a down season in regards to units. Um, my system's based off of risking two and a half units a game, which I, I say is two and a half percent of your bankroll. And right now we're at minus 4.45. So um, down about a game and a half, um, through the first half of the season, we've had 90 total plays, so we're, you know, a high volume of plays, one good or bad week can definitely be very volatile to the bottom line, but still confident that, you know, going to pull out another winning season this this season by finishing strong in the second half. Very true, very true. We still got a whole half of the season left to go, so we're all good. Um, yeah. Any, any big takeaways from uh, week nine before we uh, hop into the upcoming week? Well, I'm sure you, you, you might have. Probably took notice as well, but you know the home teams really rolled last week, yeah. um, especially on Sunday. If I'm not mistaken, I think every uh, home team Sunday won and covered, um, and that some of that depends on you know where you got in on, on some of the lines. But um, and and of course you know public uh, they they they're watching and sensing and may not see that much of a swing, but it'll be curious to see, you know, what kind of um, how the market moves this week based off of, you know, the home team drawing this week and, and having some, um, some home favorites this week as well on the board. So you were correct. Every single home team on Sunday won again, if we're taking out the, well, all the true home teams won, we can't count the, the Jags over in London, even though that's yeah, kind of become yeah. their little vacation spot. But yeah, absolutely. Very, very interesting to see that happen. Uh, and of course, it was all capped off by the Baltimore Ravens, uh, you know, with that 17 point win that was basically over from the kickoff uh, with that game against the Patriots. So I, I'm just curious, like, you know, what uh, what side were you on on that play? I had the the, the Ravens. Nice. Doing exactly what they did um, from from start to finish. So I had the first half money line, also the full game money line, and then also um, was tempted to pull the trigger at halftime, but you know didn't really uh, didn't really want to go out there and, and lose that much value on the beginning line. So um, the Patriots have walked through a pretty soft schedule so far, and um, even the teams that they have played have been really handed the the game over to them. Uh, in regards to turnovers, so not discrediting their defense at all, but um, you know they finally played somebody with a you know a 
decent head coach and and also with talent on both sides of the ball who were able to compete. So great game. I wasn't real surprised though. Yeah, I you know it's hysterical. I was preaching Ravens money line, Ravens money line. <laughs> And I don't know what happened. Just when I when I put the bet in on Sunday, I was like, oh, let me just take these points. You know, like let me. I'm I'm getting them against the Patriots. Might as well have them. But uh, in the end, not the right decision. Should have just went for the gust, though. But, well, you can never you never want to complain about a win. So you know, money in the pocket's <laughs> always good. Um, and and just to I guess to follow up with with that remark there, um, you know, I kind of felt like the Ravens. It was either going to, you know. Um, their system with running the ball so much with Lamar Jackson was either going to work and it was going to work well, or it was really going to implode like, you know, some other teams have against New England. So in my eyes, the points were, you know, um, not as valuable as, as they normally are in that kind of situation. Sure. Uh, you never know uh, because of the malfunction there in the second quarter, uh, things really <laughs> tightened up and, and those three points could have really came in handy. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's get into Week 10. Uh, we've got a nice Thursday night game here. Two California teams going head-to-head. Uh, we've got the Chargers, who actually opened as one-and-a-half-point dogs, have since shot up to one-point favorites in this game. Total also jumped a bit here from 47-and-a-half to 49. What say you on this one? Um, it's a... Uh... You know, it's going to be a great game. It's very big for, you know, the division in regards to, um, I guess, the conference, we should say, for the wild card, but also the division. The Chargers are just two games outside of first, and the Raiders are a game right behind the Chiefs. Um, you know, I really have been high on the Raiders. Um, being in the hunt this year, I kind of called that. Uh, I felt like they were do well. Um, unfortunately, things, you know, are starting to break down for them. They've been able to survive, but... Um, some of their foundation is kind of crumbling. So it's going to be interesting to see how the offensive line holds up. And uh, I'm, I'm not real sure if Hudson, um, Rodney Hudson at center or, or Trent Brown are playing yet. And I think especially against San Diego, um, their defensive line, it's, you know, we already saw last week what they did to the Packers. So it could be similar uh, here in Oakland um, on Thursday night, but it, also, the Chargers, you know, red zone concerns are a problem. Um, it, it's a hard one to say. I've, right now, I'm kind of leaning against the public with the under uh, for the simple fact is what we just said. The Raiders, you know, offensive line is a question mark. And then the Chargers just really having trouble finishing off drive. So I'm curious to see where the number moves to and haven't really made a final decision. But uh, can't pull the trigger on the Raiders this week. Just really um, have issues with the offensive line. Actually, I, I got to watch a lot of that game against Detroit, being as how I went Oakland uh, minus two and a half. But uh, that, that was certainly a game that I was dialed into. Uh, you know, just just impressive stuff there from, you know, I know obviously, you know, they're losing pieces here with injuries and obviously what happened early on in the season. But it is very impressive to see, you know, these guys playing a good brand of football. And, I, you know, towards the end of last year, you know, I think a lot of these guys finally started buying into what Gruden's been preaching. And, um you know, certainly, uh, certainly a much different turnaround than than I think a lot of us expected. Obviously, you saw it coming, but hey, that's why people are paying for your picks. Yeah, it's a pivotal it's a pivotal game this week for both teams. Um, so so there's a lot of pressure. Um, Philip Rivers doesn't really feel that. <laughs> you know, he hasn't got to play in a lot of big games over the years, but uh, he has that gunslinger mentality. He's not you know fearful of anything. So, you know, I would have to lean against my Raiders this week with the Chargers, but also not really believe in, in them 100%. Let's break down the Sunday afternoon slate of games. Kind of an interesting one where I don't necessarily know that we have the best matchups that we've seen all season, but 
a couple possible trap spots for some of these teams. So let's uh, let's start it off with I think one of the more interesting lines of the week where we got the Bills at the Browns. Browns two and a half point favorites here with the total at forty and a half. Are you shocked that that Cleveland is favored in this one, or is this line right where it needs to be? Um, I'm not shocked at all that they're favored. Uh, I, I think that anywhere between the two to four points is a pretty sharp line, and the reason for that be not just again I should start. I'm not backing the Browns this week. Uh, just can't put my money, you know, my hard-earned trusted money behind Freddie Kitchens. But I think the line indicates um, exactly exactly the situation that they're in, and this is it. This is the season. You know, the, the the Bills are in the driver's seat right now in the wild card race, and the Browns with six losses, you know, we're looking for a monster run from them to get back into playoff contention. Um, I don't really see it happening, but there's a good possibility that they do show up very fired up this week and win at home. We know the Cleveland faithful will definitely be there, and, and there is a true you know, home field advantage um, in that stadium whenever the Browns can get things clicking. And, uh, you know, how much can we really trust the Bills' offense on the road? Um, unfortunately, you know, this would be a spot where I'd like to take the Browns. Um, maybe last year, Browns coaching staff in this same exact situation and the record I, I would be more trustworthy of. But, um, and there's also, you know, the question of will they be real fired up or have they given up on the, the season and Freddie Kitchens altogether? So, you know, unfortunately, their mental and emotional state um, can't really get a read on, on what we'll see in Cleveland on Sunday. Now, I know we've seen the Bills, you know, as you mentioned, driver's seat for the AFC wild card or one of the two AFC wild cards there. You kind of feel like, you know, we we really saw this team playing well. They're running the football, Josh Allen playing well. But you think, you know, their record's more a product of who they played ra- rather than, you know, them actually doing well because we saw them get smacked in the mouth in their last game by Philly. Well, I'm sorry, not in their last game, but the one before. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think the schedule has, you know, been somewhat light. You know, they picked up wins against the Jets and the Giants and the Bengals and the Dolphins. Um, but they also, you know, still have a game left against the Dolphins. They still have a game left against the Giants. And uh, those are two wins that they should get. You know, one of those being at home, one being on the road. And that would put them at eight wins, not buying them to really make a deep run. But, you know, some of the product of this I think is that they kind of stuck with the coaching staff a lot of NFL teams are always looking to reboot and scrap everything and, and there are times that's the right decision and there's times that it's not and even though you know, they were calling for McDermott's head they, they kind of stuck with it and I think some of that continuity is now catching up so that you know they're playing consistently um, in, in some regards and, and so you know I'm not against the Bills I'm just not really uh, real trustworthy of their offense on the road right now you know at the Jets, they hung like six or what, 17 on them. And um, Bengals, they only scored 21. So, you know, it wouldn't be surprised if they don't show up again this week, especially if the Browns can get them into a one dimensional state of being down two scores late. It would probably get ugly for the Bills' offense. But again, where are the Browns' heads at? It's hard to say. Yeah. So you're telling me bench Josh Allen in fantasy this week. Gotcha. Truly noted. <laughs> Yeah, and, 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 you know, Cleveland's off their defense has really been under fire this week. So you would think they would have a chip on their shoulder and maybe be a step ahead of, of the Bills. So, yeah, I would I would definitely not go with Josh Allen this week okay. in Cleveland. Okay, great. Now I have to go with Jameis Winston. That's, that's, what, that's, <laughs> that's, that, 
That's what happens when Roethlisberger gets injured in the second game of the season. Well, yeah, I'm surprised you would question not having Winston in there anyway at this point. Yeah. You, know, you don't you don't get points for wins, right? That is true. That is very true. <laughs> All right, let's uh, we'll get to that game in a little bit, but let's first talk about the uh, the lines at the Bears. That's another game I find very interesting. Where the lines at uh, Bears open at three uh, as favorites, and since slightly dipped down to two and a half. Total took a big shot here, going from forty one to I'm sorry, from forty four to forty one and a half. What what do you make of all this here? Um, it's you know similar to the the Raiders and the Chargers. This is you know still a very pivotal game within the, the division, which um, you know I, I think uh, I guess you can't really call a wide open with what Green Bay's doing, but um, things could change. We still have half a year to go. Um, Detroit's just littered with you know questionable players who are playing this week, uh, especially all over the defensive line and on the offensive line with um, you know guard and center questionable and. Uh, even Stafford, they, they supposedly are saying, are having some back problems again. Um, the Bears are, are healthy. Uh, it's a pivotal game for both teams that must win. It's really can't bet against the Bears in this spot. So I think what we're we're kind of deciding is, you know, do we want to buy or sell the Bears at home um, with that dismal offense of theirs? So you know, this could be a good week to get on track because Detroit seems like they can't stop anybody. And the Bears' defense, you know, we know they'll get some stops this week and, and possibly even dominate. So I'm leaning towards the Bears um, because of this time of the year. It's hard to pull the trigger on things early in the week because, you know, injuries are starting to pile up. And uh, I've really got to keep track of you know, who's playing in the game. And then we're getting down to where some teams are, you know, getting into third and fourth string guys and they're playing. So can't really take Detroit on the road here. Probably going to probably gonna pull the trigger on the Bears, but – um, we'll see. Yeah, I like that. I mean, again, making the matchup even more interesting, looking at the Bears, they, they're they losers in the last four games, whereas you got the Lions who have lost four of their last five. So, eh, you know, you would say somebody's got to win, but the option for a tie is still there, which, you know. I, yeah, and the great that's the great thing about, you know, this point in the year is this is a make or break um, next week or two for a lot of teams, yeah. so. Um, high, even though the schedule it might not pair up with some other weeks in regards to power matchups, uh, some of these matchups are very pivotal that are going to decide you know the, the remaining season for these teams. So um, I, I think it's a it's definitely a highlight week in regards to that. Uh, what do they say? The most dangerous teams, the desperate team. And that's where we're getting with the Browns. I mean, their back is in the corner. This is it. The season's on high. The playoffs start Sunday with the Browns. So it's um. It's going to get interesting for the second half of the football season. I'm very excited. I'm sure you are, too. Oh, hells yes. Hells yes. All right, let's uh, we'll take it down to Tampa Bay for this one. We got the Arizona Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks opened as six-point favorites, have since dipped down to uh, four and a half. And we had the total, which I thought was pretty shocking here, we'll go from 54 all the way down to 51 in this game. Now we got the uh, the Cardinals coming coming east for the, for the 1 o'clock Eastern game. Now it's interesting – I don't. I feel like this has not been as big a factor this year as it has been in years previous. Uh, do you think this is going to take a toll on the Cardinals this week, and, or you know, what do you think about the total? Uh, well, the travel toll on Arizona won't be nearly as bad as having Cliff Kingsbury make your decisions from the sideline. <laughs> um, uh, it's you know, it's it's been a, not very. Um, what can you say? It's been a sloppy couple of weeks for, for Kingsbury when you when you watch the film and um, you know 
especially the Saints game the week before last. It's uh, um, or whatever two two weeks ago. So not really buying the Cardinals here. I, I think the under might be somewhat dipping because Tampa Bay's defense is you know, very 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 good. I, I think they're much better than their statistical numbers show. Um, some of that's because they just keep getting caught in the shootouts and you know playing teams who are playing catch up and somewhat from behind. Um, but kind of like the Browns, you wonder where the Bucks are at mentally at this point. You know, they've definitely had some close games that um, they should have and could have won and have lost. So kind of curious to see, you know, how they handle um, the fact that their season is kind of on the line this week. You know, when you start to get the six losses at this point in the season, you look at having to run the table to finish strong and make the playoffs. Uh, you can't really avoid uh, or can't afford to go, you know, nine and seven and expect to make the playoffs this year. So up. Uh, Wondering what Tampa Bay, you know, how they how they look this week and, and if they show up prepared to play. Um, and then the Cardinals again. Uh, at this point in the season, I have them crossed off. I will not put money behind Cliff Kingsbury. All Just right. won't do it. Interesting. Good to know. Good to know. All right, let's uh, let's hit the four o'clock window of these games. We've got a Dolphins football team playing some pretty good ball lately. Uh, they'll be at the Colts for this one. Uh, Colts opened as 11.5-point favorites, have dropped just a point down to 10.5. Uh, we did see the total go from 42.5 to 44. Can the Dolphins play another competitive game, or the Colts just going to wring their necks out? What do you think? Uh, the Colts are probably going to wring their necks out. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, I think the, the, the real tipping point to that was um, what happened in Pittsburgh last week for the Colts. You know, then a Terry makes that field goal and then they can kind of wipe their brow and say, Ooh, and, and come home that maybe you catch them sleeping against the Dolphins. But uh, them losing and the Texans and the Texans big win in London definitely put a real tight on that, uh, that division. So the Colts should be hundred percent focused and just putting the Dolphins away. I, I can't see them, you know, um, not playing this one pretty close to the best and running the ball and, wearing the Dolphins out, waiting for the turnovers, and eventually getting up to two scores and pushing from there. So I think the Dolphins get their, get, get, get run up in, in Indianapolis this week for sure. Yeah, somewhere Ray Finkel was, you know, screaming out to the high heavens, laces out, you know, for that, <laughs> yeah. that field goal last week. It, is, oh, it was just not a good scenario for myself because I had a buddy of mine who put a quite quite a substantial amount on the Colts, and, of course, you know, you're thinking everything's going to be good there at that last second field goal. But tell you what, man, over the last two years or so, Vinatieri has had some really, really bad field goal attempts. And, you know, I don't know if age is catching up to him or whatever, but that, I mean, that one, not necessarily his fault, obviously with the laces in there, but I mean, this is, this is just not, not a good last year or two there. I had the Colts last week as well uh, at plus one. So, you know, the, the, I was watching the, the kick as it happened, and um, I, I didn't think he was going to make it. I, I really didn't. Um, it's just the tough state and the kick in. I know that doesn't have much to do with the laces, but right. I just, for some reason, wrote, wasn't real confident. And as you said before, you know, Vinatieri seen his better days. The reason he's on the roster is for that exact kick, you know, inside 45 yards with the game on the line. Um, so put it on the holder or not, what you, what you want, but like you had already alluded to, uh, for whatever reason, blame it on him or someone else. You know, he, he's kind of fading away, and, and he, I would hate to see something like that happen to the Colts in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And again, a win, as you sort of alluded to, uh, a win there would have put Indy at six and two, 
But uh, you yeah, know. it was a big loss. I think the Dolphins will, Dolphins will, will be the one who who throw the brunt of that. All right, I like that one a lot. All right, that one is checked. All right, beautiful. All right, let's go to Pittsburgh for. Very unusual matchup that we don't see too often where we got the Rams favored by three and a half at the Steelers. Total has gone from 45 to 43 and a half. Now, the reason that I put this game up, again, like it's probably not one that a lot of people are going to bet on, but I just feel like it's an interesting matchup that we really don't see a lot. So any anything from the film or you know any any sort of anecdote that you got here that uh, will help the betters on this one? Um, it, it's it's a pretty sharp line. Uh, I think the public's probably going to start pounding on the, on the Rams, especially you know on Sunday when we get closer to kickoff. I can only imagine they'll be in all kind of um, amateur gamblers. will have uh, you know all kind of money line parlays with the Rams and teasers and all kind of stuff going on there. But Pittsburgh definitely has a um, um, home field advantage that does exist. You know, it's a very lively stadium. It's a tough place to play. And the defense is playing really well. So I think Pittsburgh's definitely going to be able to hang with the Rams. It's just how long will it last? And the big question in regards to what we see on tape and things like that is Wade Phillips' defense should be very difficult for Rudolph Mason, um, especially if he really gets his play calling clicking because everything's disguised out of his 3-4 look. Um, It could be a nightmare for the Steelers if they can't run the ball. But again, I'm not real, you know, high on the Rams overall and, and Sean McVay and what he's been doing this year on offense. If he comes in there and is one dimensional and, and, and really plays onto that play action like he likes to, then the Steelers pass rush is, is vicious this year, especially with, you know, TJ Watt and Bud Dupree. So it, it's going to be a fun game to watch. I really think there there's some um, intriguing matchups within the game. But uh, for handicapping, I think the line's pretty sharp and, and hard to predict what's going to happen. Right. All right. So to uh, kick off the Sunday, uh, uh, to cap off the Sunday afternoon games, we've got Carolina at uh, Green Bay in this one. Green Bay favored by five and a half. Total forty-eight, dropping down to forty-six and a half. Now, Packers laid an absolute dud out in La La Land last week. A lot of reports saying that, you know, maybe I guess they went out there early Friday, you know, so they kind of had Friday to do the thing. And, you know, Saturday, obviously, you know, guys had to be in by curfew or whatever, but just a very lackadaisical performance there from green Bay. Rogers even alluded to it saying, you know, there's a lot of decisions that we got to make before the game that need to be better, which is alluding that, yeah, these guys went out. So do we think uh, that we see them a lot more focused in this one? Uh, against the Panthers, and I guess most importantly, do they cover the five and a half? Um, well, you know, we, we don't like to hear excuses whenever the tape doesn't doesn't show anything other than just really lack of effort uh, from the Packers, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball and the offensive line. And even Rodgers himself seemed uh, just not real into the game last week. Um, he's a professional quarterback. He's been around a long time, so maybe he needs to, you know, focus more on how he performed on the field. It was his worst performance in possibly years. Um, the Panthers, we've spoken before about the Cam Newton effect. I think it's actually a positive for the locker room and uh, the young quarterback, Allen, to hear that, you know, Cam Newton's not around for the season. And it's not really, you know, I'm not going to keep knocking on Cam Newton. I just think for a direction of a team and understand what you have and what you don't have within your locker room and who your leaders are is very important, um, especially at a pivotal time of the year uh, as this. So, 
I think the Panthers come in here very confident in what they have and in a pretty good spot in regards to the playoff picture and can probably keep it close in Green Bay. Um, I would hold off on betting, and I think some late Green Bay money will probably come pouring in, and we can even see this thing maybe get to seven. Um, that's just how, you know, Green Bay backers are, especially a year like this, coming off that real disappointing loss. They're they're expecting a big backup from Aaron Rodgers, and, and the Carolina team is um, you know, definitely strong on, on all facets of the game right now. They're not real dominant anywhere, but very consistent, and um, you know, that's something always good to look at for for getting points, especially when we get up around six or seven. All right. Um, yeah, I'm very interested to see how that one goes. And, you know, that, like, I don't know. Green Bay's just been so damn solid all year. So, so to see that one, uh, see that one get away from them like that, certainly. And, you know, I, I, you know, I was on the pod last week with Scott and we talked about it. And I was just like, really? Th- only three points for the Packers over the Chargers? Boy, this one smells fishy. Sure enough. It's I was all all over the Chargers money line last week. That was one of my other money line winners that helped pull off some of the some of the spreads bets that weren't so well. And you know, I don't know how much I trust in some reports you hear out of you know, sports books and how they did, but supposedly that was their big winner as well. And um, you know, Green Bay, we've seen some you know chinks in the armor on tape, even though they've been getting away with some things, especially uh, who, whoever it was the week before, and Aaron Rodgers fling things up as he's falling to the ground guys catching things in the end zone yeah, so against city, yeah. yeah against kansas city yes so you know they're they're they haven't really looked as good um over probably the last three or four games as they did uh, earlier in the year we've seen that small little offensive explosion uh, you know a couple games ago and that really got people excited but you know defenses were able to adjust and um, so I, I'm still high on the Packers overall for the season, but I think we see maybe a little bit of a of a of a limp in here this this week, and it's going to be hard to beat them at Lambeau. But uh, like I said, the Panthers and what they're doing is pretty consistent, so I think they can keep it close and make a play or two late to you know stay within a touchdown. All right, all right, let's get to prime time. We got two very good matchups this week. Uh, you know, for the primetime audience, Minnesota Vikings at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by three points, and the total has stayed locked at 48. Actually, spread and the total have not moved at all this week. Uh, so that is, you know, we got that piece of information there. So we've talked about this a couple times. Kirk's, uh, Kirk Cousins in a non-1 o'clock game, right? It's these yeah. four o'clock, these these eight twenties, these Monday nights, these Thursday nights. He's just not himself. Uh, now we got a Dallas team, you know, just played on Monday night, looked pretty sharp at the end there against the Giants. Definitely was not a great start, but I tell you what, man, I, the numbers don't lie with this thing about Cousins. I I am very high on the Cowboys this week. Uh, how you feeling about this one? Um, I I think you know Minnesota's going to be pretty consistent this week on both sides of the ball. So um, I, I think the decision is, are we going to buy or sell the Cowboys, you know, minus three at home. And one of the big question marks I'm waiting to hear and, and get some um, clarity on is the health of, of Van Dresch, uh, especially this week. Uh, I think Sean Lee's got some lingering issues in practice this week as well. And, and with Delvin Cook and, and, you know, the Minnesota offense, I think he will definitely be a key piece that they, that they need to have. Um, so that's one of the kind of things I'm waiting on. I want to stay locked in at the Cowboys minus three. I, I feel it's pretty sharp. So it, it's 
probably going to end up being a no-go game for me. Um, I guess if I was forced to you know, have a lean, I would probably like the Cowboys at home too, especially coming off of last week where they looked kind of rusty against the Giants, really. You know, the Giants let them off the hook late in the game, just didn't play well, very poor coaching decisions in multiple small areas for for uh, Shermer and the, and the Giants. So I think the Cowboys probably come out look a little bit crisper this week, and I kind of expect the same thing from from Minnesota. Um, it's probably going to be one of those real generic NFL uh, terminologies we'll use. You know, whoever wins the turnover battle will yeah. <laughs> likely win this game um, on Sunday. Or was it Sunday night, correct? Yep. Or just Monday night? Not yes, Sunday. Sunday night game. So uh, I would have to probably lean Dallas, but probably wouldn't up setting it out and, and just watching this one and enjoying it and taking some notes for finding value in both teams later on in the season. Interesting. Uh, Dallas actually scored 37 points in each of their last two games. Those coming against the Eagles and the Giants. And uh, obviously Minnesota dropping that heartbreaker at Kansas City last week. So, yes, definitely should be a very spirited battle. Both teams with three losses. Vikings at 6-3, and three, Cowboys at 5-3. and three. So, yes, we should definitely be getting uh, both of these teams' best efforts in this one. Uh, all right, let's cap off this shindig with the Monday night football game. Seattle Seahawks at the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Niners six-point favorites against the Hawks in this one. Total 45 to 47, jumping up a little bit. Um, have the Niners perhaps met their match, or do they keep do they stay undefeated in this one? I think a primetime game at home, they stay undefeated. But I think it's going to be a dog fight. I mean, Russell Wilson is just hard to beat, um, and I don't think it's just in Seattle. And he'll probably give San Fran some fits, but right now they're they're clicking on all cylinders. It's hard to argue that they're not the best team in football with the way they're playing. I think it's kind of a buzzsaw for Seattle heading in there on a primetime game with, um, you know, San Fran's defensive line playing the way they are. Um, so haven't really gotten into this game real deeply to say if I'm going to be looking to give up that amount of points um, to Russell Wilson, but, but I do think that San Fran stays undefeated and for sure gets the win on Monday night. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. You know, obviously, Russell Wilson's so elusive back there in the pocket. And, you know, we saw this 49ers defense time and time again just make life a living hell for these opposing quarterbacks. And, you know, you mentioned it, too, with, uh, you know, San Francisco there in in prime time. I mean, you know, we saw them against Cleveland. Now, I will say this. They did have 15 days off before that game, you know, that they faced Cleveland on Monday Night Football. But, I mean, that was just an absolute reckoning of, of uh, the yeah. aforementioned Cleveland Browns. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that game on Monday night. The Both primetime games are absolutely tremendous. So, uh, Well, the, the, you know, and we kind of brought up this point in the Detroit-Chicago and the, the Oakland Chargers game. I, I think this week's slate of games is, is a little underrated as a whole when you really look at it. And um, I think that will all come kind of full circle, you know, Monday morning, Tuesday morning, whenever we're looking back at, at the standings and seeing you know, how much of an effect some of these games really had on the outlook for some teams. Indeed, indeed. All right, uh, any closing thoughts before we uh, kick off these games for Week 10? Yeah, don't buy too much into the uh, you know the home team run that we had last Sunday. I know some people, um, some crazy people out there like to bet crazy things like, you know, I'm taking all the, all the home teams or I'm going to do the opposite and take all the away teams. I, I think we have uh, definitely um, some very good matchups this week, and, and I, I wouldn't um, 
put too much stock into that. But uh, it should be a great week. Uh, unfortunately, I um, don't really have something I would I would give away at this point as being a, a strong starter point for the week. I'm, I'm still trying to you know, catch up on all the injury reports and seeing who's playing and whatnot. But uh, definitely keep your eye on at Sports Predictor HQ, and, and we'll be sure to give an update when this week's card's released. All right, folks. That's Chris Dawson. You Once again, you can find him on sportspredictor.com. Also find his stuff on Twitter at Cash Gritty. Make sure you follow Sports Predictor on Twitter at PredictorHQ. And uh, we'll be back with some fantastic podcasts for you next week. Until then, see you later.